0: The sermon you're about to listen to is titled Jesus is Our Peace and it was part of a special communion service at Southside Baptist Church in Decatur, Alabama. The text for this sermon is Ephesians chapter 2 verses 12 through 22 and it focuses on the theme of peace in preparation for the Lord's Supper that will follow immediately after the sermon. My name is Christopher Campbell. I'm the pastor of Southside Baptist Church. I pray this message encourages you in the Lord through the peace and unity He offers made possible by His death, burial, and resurrection in power. The Lord's Supper is an invitation to remembrance. And what are we to remember? First, we're to remember our separation. Verse 12 says, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. Do you remember that time when you were separate from Christ? It's a time that chapter 2, verse 1, characterizes as us being dead in trespasses and sins in which we once walked. A time when we lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. We did what we wanted to do. We walked according to our own ways by our own passions, passions that were not toward God. It was a time when verse 12 says we were strangers to the covenants of promise. The things of God were not familiar to us. We didn't know them. And we had no hope. And we were without God in the world. Can you remember such a time? Well, once you remember that time, verse 13 calls us to remember that God did not leave us this way. Verse 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Christ brings us near to God. God did not keep us distanced from himself. We who were not his people have become his people. God brought us near to him and he brought us near in Christ and by the blood of Christ. This table reminds us of the new covenant that we have been brought near as we eat of the bread, His body, and drink of the cup, His blood. We are reminded that in Christ we have communion with the living God. What about Jesus makes it possible for us to be brought near to God? Well, the reason given is in verse 14. It says, For He Himself, that's Jesus, is our Peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility. Jesus is our peace. Before we knew Christ, we did not have peace. No peace with God, no peace with one another. Things like sin, time, distance, ethnicities, ordinances, all of these threaten peace and cause division and hostility. And Jesus breaks them all down in His flesh so that He, verse 16, might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross and thereby kill that hostility. The good news of Jesus Christ is that through His death on the cross, we might have reconciliation to God and one another. The cross offers peace. Jesus is our peace. Verse 17 says, He came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through Him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. All of this is, uh, in Ephesians 2 is specifically talking about a hostility that existed between the Israelites, the Jews, and the Gentiles. The Israelites were given the covenants of promise. They were part ...of God's promises simply by being a descendant of Abraham, and Isaac, and Jacob. The Israelites received God's law... ...and God's teaching, God's instructions for worship. And they learned through the ritual and sacrifice that God prescribed. How? To be at peace with God and to commune with Him in worship. I want to share with you a couple of the offerings. They all relate to this table... The first is the purification offering. When worshipers came to the sanctuary, they came in defiled. In the preceding weeks and months before that time of worship, they had committed sins unintentionally. Sin was a barrier to God. So God prescribed that first, a purification offering should be made. And when the purification offering was made for sin in the temple the worshiper was required to confess that sin. And once that sin was confessed, forgiveness was then granted. Then there was what was called the reparation offering. So the purification offering dealt with the sin that was committed between uh, humanity and God. The reparation offering was a provision to uh, atone for the sins, the wrongdoings between humanity with one another. That reparation offering was made only after the wrongs had been made right. And the offering showed that the worshiper was genuinely repentant. They had purified themselves from sin against God. They had made right their offenses with their neighbor. And then came the third offering. The burnt offering. This was a sacrifice of atonement. Atonement is a word that means... Uh, the relationship with God is now fully restored. Any barrier that had existed previously between the worshipper and God is now removed. And this offering, by name, was completely burnt up on the altar to show that God had accepted that worshipper completely. Completely. And after offering the burnt offering, the worshiper would owe God a debt of gratitude that could never be repaid. But God gave instructions for that as well. Just a token of that gratitude could be shown through the dedication offering. And this dedication offering was offered as a token of thanksgiving and gratitude, but it preceded the last. Now pay attention... The last offering was called the peace offering. All of these ritual sacrifices and offerings led to this peace offering, which symbolized communion with God. Of all of the sacrifices, the peace offering was the only one that a worshiper could eat. And eating was a sign of fellowship. And the worshipper was to eat this meal with God... ...and with God's people... ...as a sign of restored fellowship with God and one another... ...and thus true worship of God. The peace offering was a meal of communion. It was not a sacrifice in order to make peace with God... ...but it was a celebration... ...that there already was peace with God... ...and communion with Him... And so, I issue to you this invitation to communion. Jesus is our peace. And He invites us to commune with Him and with one another at this table. And the fellowship Jesus offers is not just for Israel or people born Israelites, but also for Gentiles. For all who are in Jesus Christ brought near to God by the blood of Christ. Again, Ephesians 2, 13 and 14 says, But now in Christ Jesus you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For He Himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility. In Christian worship, we do not share in the meal of a peace offering, but we do share in a special meal called communion or the Lord's Supper. In communion, we who are in Christ approach the Lord's table to partake as witnesses together, testifying that we are brought together, united by the same thing, the death of Jesus, who died once for all. In this Lord's Supper, we share in this food not to be made right with God, but as a celebration of being in covenant relationship with Him no longer as strangers, no longer without hope, no longer without God in the world, no longer far off. In this meal of communion, we look forward with an even greater hope to when we will share this meal together with the Lord in Heaven. Because Jesus is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility so that He might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross.